0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Wire podcast with your host, the Prophet. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Wire podcast. I'm here today to do something pretty exciting. I'm going to break down my way too early top 10 running backs. I actually have a few more than 10. I'll give I'll give you the rest of them. Yeah, I I, currently I have running backs one through 16 ranked out. So I'm not good. I'm not to the top 20 yet. But the top 10 are where I'm really confident. Uh, it's going to be a fun list because we've got some names that are here that haven't been here before. We've got some names that aren't on this list that usually are. And I'll answer questions down below why those players might not be here. Spoiler alert, Saquon Barkley is not on this list. Uh, listen, when we talk about Saquon Barkley, it's, it's sad. Because I just don't have confidence in him from a fantasy football perspective. I think he's a great talent. Of course, of course, he's a great talent. But if we're talking about last time he was really good in fantasy football, 2018, 2018. It's been a while. It's been a while. So he does not appear on this list. Spoiler alert. But yeah, without any further ado, let's get into. Oh, we've got some some breaking news. One second. We've got breaking news, everyone. Live as I'm recording this, Sammy Watkins has signed a one year deal with the Green Bay Packers. How exciting! How exciting. Um, What does this mean fantasy football wise? Not too much, honestly. Uh, You know, I, I, I haven't had time to really give it my full thoughts, but I don't think this changes the Packers' plans to draft a wide receiver early in the real. A draft. Um, It helps, you know, the confidence. You know, you got another veteran in there, and Rogers likes players he can trust. I don't know if that means he can trust Tammy Watkins, but having another age receiver in there is important. And I'm sure he'll have a great, a fantastic, and incredible week one. (laughs) All right. Without further ado, let's get into the top 10. And number one, we have someone who's a consensus favorite. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, he tops off this list at the number one running back spot. Look, he is a machine. He was the number one overall running back last season with 333 fantasy points. Number two running back had 273 points. So he was the number one running back by by a pretty wide margin. He ran the ball 332 times. He played in all 17 games. He had 18 touchdowns. And best yet, he got some receiving work. 40 receptions on 51 targets for 360 yards and another uh, two touchdowns. So that is really exciting when we're talking about Jonathan Taylor because a lot of people thought he couldn't catch when he was coming to the league. I wasn't one of them. I was not one of them. I was pretty high on Taylor all along. But, But what's happened in the offense? Well, Back half of the season, they figured out if they want to win, they have to rely on Jonathan Taylor. They started feeding him the ball like crazy. It worked. Uh, What has changed? Well, Carson Wentz is gone and replaced by Matt Ryan. Look, Matt Ryan, there's no way he's worse. I believe he's an upgrade over... Carson Wentz. And even if he's not an upgrade, I, I find it hard to imagine that he could possibly be worse. But something that I do like about Matt Ryan that I didn't like about Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz has not been known over his career for dumping it off with a running back, taking the check down. No, he, he moves around, scrambles, does weird um, shuffle pass interceptions in his end zone. But Matt Ryan is someone throughout his career, he has peppered the running back position with check downs and targets. We got Devontae Freeman going back several years. Todd Gurley going back. Uh, Cordero Patterson. And now I think that with Jonathan Taylor, he will really rely on that. And Marlon Mack, completely out of the picture. Not that it really mattered. But yeah, that's that's number two. Number one. <laughs> on to number two. Should I do the drop again? I got a soundboard. I, I, I don't want to overuse it, but... Screw it. Wait, we'll do the drop. And number two, we've got someone who has burned fantasy players for two straight years. He's burned you big time. But he's still one of the most complete running backs in the NFL, and he sees a crapload of volume. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey of our own. Is my early season running back, two. <sighs> I understand if you don't want to draft him. I understand it. I, I don't really want to draft him. I, Okay. I get that. I totally understand. But if I'm drawing on my rankings and if there's any chance that he plays anywhere near a full season, I have, to, I have to rank Christian McCaffrey number two. He is just too darn good. He hardly played last season and he was still, I believe, a top 40 running back, I believe. He was ranked right behind Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, who Chuba Hubbard played the full season pretty much. And Christian McCaffrey in his like five full games had 90 points, 90 points. There is not a drop off yet with Christian McCaffrey. Yes, his availability is concerning. I understand that. But a lot of these guys right behind him, their availability is concerning as well. So I'm kind of throwing the whole injury stuff out the window and just looking at, OK, if they're playing a moderately full season. Who do I want? And Christian McCaffrey has to be top three at the very least. In the games he played, Christian McCaffrey, 27 points week one, 24 points week two. Then he came back 10, uh, week 10 against Arizona, 26 points, week 11, 24 points. Absolutely absurd production. He was seeing, you know, 10 targets, 60, 70 receiving yards. He is still a machine and I want him on my team. I made it rhyme. I made it rhyme. Okay. Next up, I won't, I won't use the drop for this guy. It's, it's getting overused. <laughs> Derrick Henry is my running back three. His availability is also concerning. He missed a large chunk of last season, but when he was playing, he was by far the most dominant running back in the NFL. Week two, 47 points. Week 4, 25 points, 31, 36 points. Those are such absurd numbers. Heck, he missed the majority of the season, and in Standard Leagues, he was still the RB14, in PPR Leagues, RB21. Derrick Henry, time will catch up to him, and we might see him miss a few more games due to injuries, but... He has not dropped off in terms of his actual performance on the field. It hasn't happened yet. And I, I, I want him on my team the year, you know, it does. The year, I'll take that gamble. I'll take that bet. But I have been on the wrong side of predicting the drop off too many times. So I'm here to say a Derrick Henry drafting with full confidence as my RB3. Now, the next one, he deserves a drop because this is his first time appearing on any, uh, any early ranking list this high. So I will give him the drop. Spence build-up. My RB4 preseason rankings. Javante Williams. Javante Williams comes in at number four. That is high. That is high. That is how much I love Javante Williams. Now, I understand fully that As tragic as it may seem, he might move down my ranking substantially by the time we actually draft in fantasy football because the Broncos could very well draft another running back and continue their tandem strategy, in which case, Javante Williams will not be my running back for. But right now, he is really the only running back on the roster, so I am ranking him as such. He's durable. He catches the ball. He's fast. He's pretty good on the goal line. And he's someone who forces missed tackles and keeps balance through contact like it's nobody's business. That's one of my favorite things when I'm looking at running backs in fantasy football. That's one of the biggest indicators of success. We talk about Kareem Hunt, David Montgomery, Dalvin Cook. Those guys all share a few things in common. And that's the balance and the forced missed tackles. Javante Williams is one of the best in the league. 5'10", 220 pounds. He's a bruiser. He can can push a pile like, like nobody else. And I really believe if the offense is set as it is right now, Javante Williams will be a top five guy. You won't have to spend quite that early of a draft pick on him, probably, but it's worth it because Javante Williams. Too early to do it, but he's going to be he's going to be profit approved. He's going to be profit approved. Okay, too early to officially declare, but he's going to be profit just. just. <laughs> righty, and number five, we've got someone who. Always kind of surprises people with how good he is. But I, I have to have him top five. Otherwise, just disrespectful. Austin Eckler is my number five. He was the number two running back last season with only 911 Yards, 900 fewer yards than Jonathan Taylor had on the ground. Consider that. Uh, but Austin Eckler is a force as a receiver. 94 targets last season, uh, tied for a first with Najee Harris. He had 70 receptions and 647 yards, which was the most for any running back, and then an extra eight touchdowns on through the air. Um, And then he also had 12 on the ground, so 20 total touchdowns. The reason he's not as high is because I do foresee some touchdown regression for Austin Eckler. I would expect the Chargers to add one, maybe two more weapons during this draft. And I just don't think he will repeat the 20 total touchdowns. I would expect his targets and interceptions to go down a little bit. So he's still going to be great. I still really like Austin Eckler. He's one of the more durable three-down workhorse running backs in the league. But I think due to some touchdown regression and due to some overall target regression, I think he will be top five instead of, you know, top three. But still really like him. Now, the next guy is scary putting this high. Well, you know, it's early. It's early on. He gets a drop, too. (laughs) You gotta love the iMovie royalty-free music. You gotta love it. Uh, DeAndre Swift is my number six ranked running back right now. He was so good when he was playing. He's, his durability is the concern. And I don't worry, before we get into the actual full season rankings, I'm going to talk to a lot of doctors. Uh, I've got two doctors that I'm scheduled to talk to, talking about the, the injuries with these guys to make sure. I'm not advising everyone draft someone who's going to be gone the whole season. But as of right now, I'm not super worried about the durability, considering that pretty much every running back misses some time each season. But there is no one, and this is PPR, there is no one who... who is going to see more targets than DeAndre Swift, in my opinion. Jared Goff hyper-targeted DeAndre Swift like crazy. I mean, he saw games with 10, 11 targets, and he was very productive with them. I mean, week seven against the Rams, 10 targets, eight receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. And then he's also very solid on the ground. So if he's healthy... And if the Lions don't do anything too crazy during this draft, I actually really like DeAndre Swift and I rank him right outside the top five as my running back six. Now, what is the main concern besides durability? That the offense sucks and there are not going to be many touchdown opportunities for DeAndre Swift. But. I do expect the Lions to make some moves and get some some more weapons, maybe some more wide receivers during the NFL draft in two weeks, which I think will make this offense a little bit better, which will help um, DeAndre Swift's scoring opportunities. But I want to clarify, this doesn't mean that I don't think he'll see as many receptions. There's, there's you know, the Laffer curve with like taxes, basically the government. There's a certain point where... If they keep increasing the tax rates, their tax revenue they collect actually goes down. There's there's one of those with DeAndre Swift's receptions and how many other (laughs) weapons are on the Lions. I think we haven't hit the maximum. I think we can get more. (laughs) I think we can get more weapons on the Lions, which will result in more touchdown opportunities before DeAndre Swift sees an actual decline in his (sighs) reception work. (laughs) I I hope that made sense, but I really like DeAndre Swift. All right. Number seven, he doesn't get a drop because he's been here before. Joe Mixon. I don't have to do too much explaining, I don't think. Joe Mixon is a really, really good running back. Uh, He last season, where did he finish? He actually finished as the number three overall running back. I don't have him that high this year because I think the offense as a whole will regress a little bit, have have a Super Bowl slump. Um, But he's still a great running back. And really, the reason he's a little bit lower is because of how committed the Bengals seem to be to keeping Samaj P. Ryan or someone else, Chris Evans, maybe involved on third downs. If you told me Joe Mixon is going to have, you know, first down, second down, third down, I'd love him. He'd be top five easily. But I don't think he has that involvement uh, once again. So when we're talking about his productivity isn't absurd, 4.1 a carry. I think that the touchdowns could easily decline from 15 uh, 16 total touchdowns, and I think he might slip a little bit if the offense isn't quite as productive as it was last season. I don't dislike him. He's still top 10, but I just don't love him as much as uh, as some other people do. But I, I still really like him. Okay. Number eight. He gets a drop just because it's funny. Okay, we can't we can't do the drop. This is it's it's getting ridiculous. James Conner is my RB eight. James Conner finished last season as number five running back, which is is it, it, it. he had seven hundred and fifty two rushing yards, three point seven yards a carry. That's that's bad. That's not like a little not great. That's bad. That sucks. <laughs> but he finishes the RB five because he had fifteen rushing touchdowns and he was involved as a receiver thirty seven receptions for three hundred and seventy five yards and three more touchdowns. So James Conner, right now, it's his backfield. Chase Sedmonds is gone. Um, A.J. Green probably not back. So really, I think he will volume his way. It might be gross and disgusting, but I think James Conner will volume his way to another really great fantasy season. And I can't have him higher than eight because I just don't think he'll get, you know, the repeat fifteen. 15- 18 touchdowns. I just cannot predict that level of touchdown output, but I think he'll have a very high number of touchdowns, but I think he'll be inefficient and, and gross, but I think he will be a top 10 running back just based on the pure volume. And the fact that Cliff Kingsbury, despite having an electric quarterback in DeAndre Hopkins when they get inside the 5 up the gut. That's what that's what Cliff Kingsbury likes to do. All right, at number 9, we've got Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook comes in a lot lower than most people's lists. Dalvin Cook had a, a disappointing season last season. He was the rB fifteen, only six total touchdowns, which is crazy for Cook, but he still ran the ball well eleven hundred yards, four point seven yards a carry wasn't as involved in the passing game as we had liked. and the reason he's nine and in some people's higher some people have him ranked higher. the reason he's still pretty low for me is because he's one of the few running backs where I actually. Do think he's injury prone based on his history, he will miss about five six games this season um honestly, by the time draft comes around i I think Dalvin Cook will be outside of my top twelve based on the durability. I have to talk to the doctors again, but I don't like delvin cook from a from a physical standpoint um and really, if the touchdowns don't go up too much, which I really don't think they will, it sounds like their new coach wants to really utilize. Uh, Justin Jefferson, then I don't see a great, a great landscape for Cook in 2022. I don't see it being a great fantasy season. And Alexander Madison is good. Alexander Madison has earned the right to be a little more involved even when Cook is healthy, I think. So I think we could actually see if they're trying to preserve Dalvin Cook's health, maybe a little bit more of a timeshare with Alexander Madison, which will definitely hurt Dalvin Cook. So right now I've got him at nine. But honestly, I think he'll go. I think he'll go further down. All right, number 10, the final one on the list. Number 10 is Najee Harris. What? How is Najee Harris 10 when he was fourth overall last year? Well, because I don't really believe in Mitch Trubisky. As crazy as that sounds, I don't believe in Mitch Trubisky, which is saying something because Big Ben last year was not something I believed in either. Uh, but but I, I've heard the case that Mitch is going to run and open up this offense. I I'm... I guess I'm pretty agnostic when it comes to Mitch Cherbisky. It's not that I have proof that he, you know, can't perform. I just don't really, eh, eh. Uh, pretty agnostic on Mitch Cherbisky at this point. But I think the offense takes a hit. I don't think the Steelers' offense will be as good as it was last season. He plays in one of the hardest divisions defensively, and his offensive line is. Where's my? Where's my? I get to use this drop. His his offensive line is no. Nope. His offensive line is no. Nope. nope. Okay. Um. No, kind of works. Scary. His offensive line sucks. Okay. I I'm supposed to have a like a sound. Yeah, I don't know where it went. Okay. Najee Harris's offensive line is very bad, and it's it's. In a lot of people's eyes, worse than it was last year. And last year, as talented as Najee Harris was, he was still pretty un- unproductive. Under four, inefficient. Under four yards a carry. He didn't see that many touchdowns. The success came through his 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 disgusting seventy four receptions. That's where Najee Harris thrived. Um, he had ninety four targets for four hundred sixty seven yards, which isn't which isn't very good. Uh, that was not very efficient. I mean, Austin Eckler, the only guy with the same amount of of targets, had 647. Hello, this is Calvin from the future. There's about to be a really weird technical glitch. I don't know why it happened, but it only lasts about 15 seconds, so don't worry. All right, continue enjoying the show. So I'm not absurdly confident in Najee Harris's ability to produce efficiently behind this offensive line with Mitch Trubisky under center And I think the volume will not be as great as it was last year, which is really why he thrived. It was the volume, 307 carries and 74 receptions. I don't see him repeating that volume. Therefore, I do not see him repeating that top five finish. I still like him. Number 10, he'll have good weeks. He's going to be very safe, very consistent. I think I just don't think the upside is very high at all. All righty. Well, there you go. There's the way too early top 10 running backs, way, way too early top 10 running backs. I'm going to read you the rest of them, um, number 11 through 16, but I'm not going to give you any sort of insight as to why they're ranked. That way, I'm just going to let you guys know because the next podcast, I'm going to be going into that more. So number 11, I've got Aaron Jones, 12, Alvin Kamara, 13, Leonard Fournette, 14, Travis Etienne. Um, <laughs> I got to figure out the soundboard. Travis Etienne. (laughs) Making a miraculous comeback from his injury. So that'll be interesting to talk about. And then number 15, Nick Chubb, which will get me a lot of hate. Nick Chubb is my number 15 fantasy running back next year. And the number 16, Miles Sanders. So there's... There's a bit to explain, a bit to unpack with the rest of those, and I can't wait to do it. So without further ado, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Fantasy Football Wire podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and make sure you drop a review wherever you are listening. And without further ado, I will see you all next time.